Did you know that there's actually just one thing that if you have, you will be a successful web designer? And no, this is this is not clickbait, okay? <laughs> this is tried and true things that I have seen for myself and for other people who have gone on to become successful as well. And we're talking about it today in this episode. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up, self-maders, and welcome to another edition of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. And great news, we are actually inching towards, creeping towards, if I may, 100,000 downloads for the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. And I just, I just, I'm blown away. I just have to say thank you. Thank you for being on the journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling other people about this show because if you hadn't or if you're not, then it wouldn't be possible. So I'm, I'm just super grateful that you are here with me. It's like a little party every single week and we get to hang out and it's awesome. Well, this week we're talking about a question that I get asked fairly fairly often, right? Like and it's very simple, but there's kind of a lot to unpack to it. And that question is, what makes someone destined to become a truly successful web designer? And I get the heart behind the question, right? People are trying to figure out if there's some secret that they can tap into <laughs> that will help them know whether or not pursuing web design is actually worth it for them. But here's the unfortunate news. There's no shortcuts to knowing, right? There's, there's no special button to press or, or like silver bullet to shoot the, the werewolf. I'm not sure that analogy really carries over, but I think you get what I am saying. N nothing is just going to magically appear to give you the answer. But there is something that will help you get a, a little bit of a clue as to whether or not you're going to be successful. And, and this is something I've seen play out over and over again with the people that I've worked with, the people that I've talked to. And so I, I'm, I'm talking about that this week. But before we dive in, I want to tell you about some free resources that we have at selfmadewebdesigner.com to help you grow in your journey as a web designer, as you're pursuing it as a side hustle or a full-time career or whatever it is that you are doing. And the main thing that I encourage everybody to start with is the Web Designer Starter Kit course. It's a free course that over 2,000 people have been through. And in it, I talk about everything that I did to learn how to go from knowing nothing about design or development to doubling my income with a freelance web design side hustle in about 18 months, right? So I go through all the steps that I took from learning design to development to finding a community and then to getting actual freelance clients. It's helped a lot of people. I know it can help you because listen, there was nothing special about me in doing this. And so I know if I can do it, you can too. And hopefully this is going to help you on your journey. So go to selfmadewebdesigner.com and sign up today. All right. Are you ready to learn the one thing you need to be a successful web designer? All right, let's do it. Have you ever taken a personality test? I, I mean, I, I hate even asking that question because it, <laughs> it's almost guaranteed that you have, right? Like people are, are personality tests obsessed. And I am one of those people. I'm, I'm raising my hand as I'm saying that, right? I, I love them, right? I've, I've done them all, okay? And I've done them all multiple times, right? So on the Myers-Briggs test, I'm an, I'm an ENFJ. 
okay? And if you know Myers-Briggs, you know what that means, okay? Enneagram, I'm an eight with a wing seven, okay? And eights get a bad rap, but I'm telling you, eights can be a lot of fun, especially when they got a wing seven, okay? My top five strengths in Clifton Strength Finders are restorative, ideation, empathy, competition, and command. And a lot of you might be listening and it, I, I could be speaking a foreign language. You don't understand a word of what I'm saying. But suffice it to say that these personality tests, they, they're fun and, and they can be helpful when it comes to like self-awareness or even understanding other people, right? But they can also be a bit dangerous, right? So if you're not careful, they, they can create some almost limiting beliefs about who you are and what you are or aren't good at. Okay, and, and people often like ask or, or maybe even hint at there being some type of trait or skill or, or personality that is an eight in, in a person that predicts whether or not they're going to be a successful web designer. And, and, and I understand that, right? To a certain extent, we're kind of all conditioned to believe that in order to be good at something, you kind of either have it or you don't. You, you were blessed with certain genetics or you weren't. But the older that I get and the more that I see people with all sorts of different personalities and different skills and traits, those different people becoming amazing web designers, the the more I understand that it actually doesn't matter what you have as a personality type or what your strengths are or, or any of that, right? There's really only one thing that determines whether or not someone is going to make it. You want to know what that is? Don't hold your breath. It's not earth shattering, okay? The one thing that you need is self motivation. Womp, 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 <laughs> right? Like you were you were expecting some big revelation in your mind to be blown. But no, it's that inner grit that, that kind of keeps you going even when you're super frustrated because it's like taking you hours to figure out how to do something that some online tutorial told you it should only take you a few minutes, right? It, it's, it's getting back up when you've been knocked down and rejected again and again by a potential client, right? That's really the only thing that determines whether or not you're going to make it as a web designer. And I know that's hard to believe, right? And so often we're fed a line about how you you like need some product to, to lose weight or be more successful or you need some other thing, right? But just like most things in life, making a big change in any area of your life doesn't take some new secret formula that scientists only recently discovered, right? It just takes a willingness to keep going despite a great deal of frustration and setback. And that's actually horrible and great news. And you're like, Chris, those two things can't coexist together. But but they can. Let me explain, okay? It's, it's horrible because if there's something in your life that you don't like, then more than likely, it might be your fault, right? And listen, I, I get that there's stuff that happens to us that we had nothing to do with, but I feel like we're a lot more in control of our lives than, than most of us like to think. And that's why that's great news, because if you want to change something, then you have the ability to do it, right? The question is now, can I stay motivated long enough to see this thing to the finish line? Like, how do you keep going after you've tried and tried, but just can't seem 
to get that breakthrough? How do you stay positive when you make resolution after resolution to start that web design side hustle, but you keep getting distracted with other things in life or, or, you, or you, you, you're decided I'm going to raise my rates or I'm going to take on more clients or I'm going to get better about my systems or whatever it is that you're doing, right? But you just keep hitting brick wall after brick wall. And it happens to us all. But the people that are successful are the ones that have figured out a way to keep going despite great discouragement. It's not some talent that ha that somebody has. It's not being the most popular kid in school. It's, it's not even being the smartest person. It's just a willingness to keep going despite all odds. So here are a few things that I have found helped me stay motivated and keep going despite having every reason to quit. And hopefully they can help you as well. Number one, you got to know your why. And, and I know this seems kind of cliche, right? It does to me at least. Like I, I hear this so many times. I've seen so, so many like conference speakers say it's all about the why, right? And this is, it comes from Simon Sinek's Start With Why TED Talk that, that went viral. He wrote a book about it. He wrote a whole bunch of other books. He kind of launched his whole career as an author. And, and I think like everyone has kind of jumped on the bandwagon. And, and I get that. You might even have a little know your why fatigue. Okay. But here's the thing. You have to have some like core reason that motivates you to keep getting back up after you've been knocked down. And it has to be bigger than yourself, right? And, and there's so much push towards self-actualization these days. Like be you just because you're, you can. And I just heard somebody say at a, at a conference this last week, make yourself proud of yourself, right? But here's the thing that I, I know, at least for myself, is that I've, I've got to have something that keeps me going that is, that is more than just, I really want to do this thing, right? Like take losing weight, for instance, you know, and I, I'm talking about losing weight a lot because I'm on this weight loss journey. Okay. So bear with me if this becomes an example over and over again, right? So if I'm losing weight just for me, then it won't be long before I start deciding that I don't really want it that bad. Okay. And a plate of nachos actually looks a lot better than a plate of, you know, like chicken and salad. <laughs> okay. But if I'm losing weight because I want to be healthy and live a long life so I can be sure to be around to take care of my kids and my kids' kids and maybe even my kids' kids' kids, then that's something that might help me keep going even when I'm desperate for a donut. Okay. Which I feel like there should be some kind of podcast called Desperate for a Donut. That just seems like a great name. I'm going to make a t-shirt and just desperate for a donut and we'll sell that on this podcast. Okay. Just wait, wait for the link. Okay. <laughs> so for instance, with web design for me, I, I actually started because I needed a way to provide for my kids, right? It was, it was real simple. You know, there was nothing fancy about it. Okay. Wasn't trying to become some great web designer. Wasn't trying to make a name for myself. I just needed a way to put food on the table for my three little daughters as a single dad. And that was big enough and motivating enough that when it became really hard to keep going, I, I didn't have a problem with it. One of, my, one of my favorite movies is The Cinderella Man, okay? It, and if you haven't seen it, you should just stop this podcast, go watch it, 
that's all you'll really need to stay motivated is just watching this movie and seeing this guy figure out how to make a way for his family, right? And and it, we we follow the story of this boxer from a long time ago named James J. Braddock, okay? I think that's an Irish name. James J. Braddock, okay? Sorry for the bad Irish accent. So in short, if you didn't have a chance to pause this podcast and go watch it and come back, here's what happens, right? Like this guy, James Braddock, he had to trade his boxing career for, for working on the docks as a longshoreman after he he lost a title match in like a series of really bad fights, okay? He, he had an okay career, but he kind of made a fool of himself and um, the Boxing Federation or whatever it is, they said, hey, you can't fight anymore. So he had to figure out a way to work. So he just worked on the docks for quite a long time. And a few years later, he was actually given a shot to fight again. But this time, he makes it all the way to the title fight, and he wins. And, and in the movie, when asked what he was fighting for by a reporter, his response is simple. He says, milk. The reporter says, hey, James, what are you fighting for these days? Milk. The reason why he was able to rise like from humility to being a dock worker to winning a title wasn't because of ego or fame, right? It was because he had to provide for his family. He had to figure out a way to put milk on the table for his kids. His, his why helped him get through the struggle and make it all the way to the finish line. And that's why your why is super important to keep going through really tough times. So figure out what motivates you and make sure that it's bigger than yourself. Number two, think ahead. Inevitably, you're going to reach these places on your journey that you're just going to lose motivation, right? It happens to everyone, no matter how much they're internally motivated. I'm a pretty internally motivated person, okay? Like, it doesn't take a lot for me to just, like, be like, that's a good idea. Let's go for it. Sometimes I'm a little too motivated, okay? I need to slow down a little bit and think about all the, the bigger perspective, okay? But but one of the best ways to keep going when that internal motivation fades, which it does for me too, right, is, is to already thought about what you're going to do before that moment gets there. It, it's a fun little practice that I call if then. And, and it's not like I made it up, right? It's something that a lot of people do, right? And you can do it just for about anything, like try losing weight, since we're talking about that a lot in this episode, apparently. So let's say I, I go through the scenario and I say, if I come to work and a coworker has brought a box of donuts, then I'll have some carrots and hummus instead. And that doesn't sound nearly as fun, but at least I'm going through the scenario in my in my mind. I'm picturing myself in the in the office, and this person brings donuts, and they're trying to like ruin my my dietary plans. But I'm going okay. No, I'm saying no, and I'm reaching for the carrots, and then I'm having them, and I'm sitting down, and I'm totally satisfied. Okay, what about saving money? Right. So if I see something I want to buy that I haven't planned for, then I'll put it in my budget for next month or maybe the next month, or maybe next quarter, or whatever, right? So that's that's the general idea. You're, you're trying to think of as many scenarios that will keep you from being a successful web designer, and you're planning for them, okay? So it, 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 do something, go a little bit extra, right? Write them down, type them out, text a friend, tell tell them about your plans, right? Things like, like being too tired after you put the kids to sleep, um, to start working on your side hustle, or maybe you're too tired when you get home. So you could say something like, if I'm too tired, 
When it's time to start working on web design, then I'll take a 15-minute break and I'll keep going afterward. Or, or what about like hanging out with friends rather than working, okay? Here's one. If I get invited to hang out but need to work instead, then I'll set up a time later on to hang out when I don't have as much work. So the key is you're, you're not trying to keep all the fun out of your life, right? You're just trying to make sure it's calculated and doesn't throw your plans out of whack for becoming successful in what you're doing. Because that's what I have found will, will keep people from going, right? They, is the, these little bitty moments that they didn't plan for that just kind of trip them up and then they have a hard time getting back up and keeping going. Number three, you got to learn to love it. And I'm a little bit different than most people when it comes to this. I actually believe that no matter what the job is, you can learn to love it if you have the right perspective. Okay, I know there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, you've got to be passionate about what you do and pursue your dreams and all this kind of stuff. But I actually think it's a better idea just to learn to love what you're doing rather than to try to figure out what you love and then do it, okay? One of my favorite documentaries is called Euro Dreams of Sushi, and it's on Netflix if you have that, which I can't imagine that you don't have Netflix. I can't imagine a world where I would be able to live without it. If you don't have Netflix, please email me. I'd like to be best friends with you, okay? So look it up, Jiro, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, J-I-R-O. It's a documentary that follows this 85-year-old sushi master, right? His name is Jiro Ono, and he owns a three-star Michelin rated, which is the highest rating that you can receive, a three-star Michelin rated sushi restaurant where the minimum amount to dine there is $270, right? And it actually takes months to get a reservation, and, and despite having made sushi for over 60 years, and, and despite being the highest regarded sushi chef in the world, that, that's tough to, sushi chef, sushi chef in the world, Yuro is, is still passionate about perfecting his craft. Why? Because he learned to love every part of it, the mundane part that no one sees or cares about. He loves. He was somehow able to find great purpose in every detail of what he did. And that's, that's inspiring to me. If Euro can do it for sushi, certainly I can do it with web design, right? Like there, I just feel like there's so many other things involved in web design than there are sushi. And I'm, I, my apologies if you're a sushi chef and I'm offending you, right? But I, I think it boils down to two things, right? You, you learn to love something when you have the right perspective and you have gratitude. So with the right perspective, you're kind of able to see the ways that you can love things that others might just pass up easily. And that's something I love about art, right? When, when I'm drawing something and I'm looking at a mountain and I'm looking at all these details and I'm just like, wow, that's beautiful shading that I'm seeing on this mountain or this cactus that I'm looking at because I live in Arizona and I, I, I draw cactuses. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter what kind of work it might be, right? You can, you can find joy in the little things that you do no matter what it is. I just heard the story of a school bus driver who was so influential in his community. And he, he gets stopped in grocery stores. And anytime he goes out, because this community loves him, people, when, when they're young, tell their, their younger siblings, like, I can't wait until you get this bus driver that takes you to school, right? He learned to love his job, even though other people might go, man, what a bad, horrible job. 
And I've found whether or not you enjoy the work you do actually has a lot less to do with the work itself and a lot more to do with how you're looking at it. And a lack of gratitude will also make you dislike just about anything that you're doing, right? Like look at people that have endless amounts of money, but they don't have any gratitude. They could literally have anything in the world, but they're still dissatisfied because they lack that thankfulness. So take a second, think about some reasons why you might love web design or the clients that you get to work with, and then go on to express some gratitude for it. Number four, you got to find good rhythms. Rhythms are, are this normal part of life, right? We, we see them everywhere. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. The world spins around the sun at a certain speed over and over again. And, and the same has to be true for you in order to stay motivated, right? Y- you have to have moments when you're deeply enthralled in your work and then also moments when you're resting or playing. And if, and if you have just too much of one or the other, things get off kilter and, and it's tough to stay motivated right? It's like having a super strict diet. Here we are with the dieting thing again. I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) You can do it for a little bit, but eventually you're going to fall off the wagon and you're probably going to fall hard. So you got to be intentional with your schedule. You got to make sure that you're setting aside time for rest and stick to the times that you've devoted to working on web design and be honest with yourself, right? If, If working 20 hours on your web design side hustle is too much and you find yourself just kind of daydreaming when you should be doing web design and you're looking at Facebook and you're not actually digging into it like you gotta you gotta figure out how to get things back on track a little bit but for sure if you leave your schedule up to chance or up to like whatever is most important at the moment like whatever fire needs to be put out then inevitably you're not going to spend your time on what you want to spend it on so number four find good rhythms Number five, you got to give yourself grace. Failure is actually inevitable when you're trying to do something new. You heard that right. You're going to fail. (laughs) Isn't this just such a motivating, uplifting podcast? You're going to fail. And here's another thing. When you fail, it's going to hurt. And if it doesn't hurt then something's actually wrong. That's, that means you actually don't care as much as you should, okay? But you got to know that the important difference between people who become successful and, and people that don't is how long they keep going despite that failure. And, and, and when you have like a really loud internal critic that, that pummels you every time you make a mistake or spend too much time watching Netflix rather than working on web design, it's going to be super tough to keep going. So you got to give yourself grace. Psychologists say that we have anywhere from 11,000 to 20,000 internal thoughts per day. And of those thoughts, about 80% are negative. That sounds bad. That means we talk to ourselves worse than we talk to anybody else in our life. Even our worst enemies, we don't even talk to them as bad as we internally talk to ourselves. So one surefire way to demotivate yourself is to allow your thought life to stay negative all the time. You have to go easy on yourself in order to keep going. That, that doesn't mean you ignore those thoughts, right? That doesn't mean you just go, oh, well, I missed another deadline again. I guess that's fine. I got to give myself grace. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But it, it does mean you, you learn to kind of replace those negative thoughts with the truth, right? So in the church world, we, we call this taking our thoughts captive, right? So, and in short, you acknowledge that the thought is there 
you speak some truth to it, and you move on, okay? So for example, let's say I'm frustrated because I should be much further along in my web design career in comparison to other people around me. Like this is a real common one that I struggle with. Like I would acknowledge that thought, and then I think something like, I may not be where they are, but I'm way further along than I was four years ago. And at this place, it's only a matter of time until I get there, right? And this is the difference between like positive self-talk psychology that's pretty much been debunked and and just like like truthful inner monologue, right? Why? Because you're, you're not ignoring something that's right in front of you, right? You're not watching Netflix and saying, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be a winner, right? <laughs> you're not pretending that you don't have limitations. You're, you're just putting them in the right place. So give yourself grace, watch your inner monologue, and make sure that you're speaking truth to those negative self thoughts. Number six, you got to find your cheering section, I heard this guy, Dan Pena, say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You, you might have heard that before. It sounds cliche, but there's some truth to it, right? You, you need people around you that are going to encourage you when you're down and kind of help bring you perspective when you feel like giving up. And, and guess what? Th- those people actually don't just fall in your lap. <laughs> I wish they did. But most of the time, you got to go looking for them. And the unfortunate part of that is the process of finding those people is is pretty tough. And a lot of people give up before they do because making new friends is awkward, okay? There's like, you meet somebody new and there's like dead silence in the middle of the conversation. There's like forgetting someone's name or someone forgetting your name that you've met like a dozen times. Like none of that is fun, right? So you've gotta be willing to push past those things and just keep showing up. Trust me, it, it gets better, but it won't if you cut off the relationship prematurely. So get out there, right? Reach out to some folks on Instagram. Go to a meetup in your community. Try to find a group of folks that are doing the same thing that you are and just show up and be present. And and don't come with a big cardboard sign that says something like, looking for a new best friend, right? Like (laughs) that's gonna, you know, like totally throw people off. It might make some, like if I saw that, I like you and I would be best friends from that point on. But for most people, like it's going to throw them off a little bit. So just show up, be there and figure out how you can be helpful to them. If you do that long enough, you're going to find your cheering section eventually. Number seven, be careful how you compare yourself. So in my opinion, comparison has actually gotten a pretty bad rap, right? It was good old Teddy Roosevelt. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. But that's only kind of true, right? We, we actually need comparison in our lives. After all, how do we, how do we know if, if, if anything that we make is any good if we don't compare it to other people's stuff, right? The world needs standards, y'all. <laughs> and without comparison, we don't have standards, But here's where it gets tricky, and here's why so many people have a bad idea about comparison. It's because if you're comparing yourself to someone else and you get discouraged, you're actually doing it wrong. When when that happens, it means you're associating the things you do with your value as a person, right? That person is better than I am at doing this thing, and so I'm less valuable than they are as a person. And I've got some really good news for you today, okay? Your worth has absolutely nothing to do with what you are able to produce, okay? You you are actually perfectly loved and appreciated just how you are, even if you don't do or make another good thing in your life. 
And I know this to be true because I know a God who came down in human form, died on a cross, and was resurrected three days later just for the chance to get to know you. Just, just to get to know you. And some of you are probably thinking, I know I can hear your thoughts, okay? Don't start with that stuff, Chris. <laughs> like, this isn't a, a, a podcast about Jesus. But listen, all right, it was just Easter, and it, I, I, I got to work some of this stuff out, okay? I got to talk about it. But in all seriousness, whether you believe in that or not, you are worth way more than what you do, okay? And when you realize that, and compare yourself to the work other people have done, it becomes much less of an attack on your value as a person and much more fuel to keep going and pushing. Plus, and and maybe this is the elephant in the room, but everyone is at a different stage in life, right? And that's okay. And I love this quote from a book called Range by this guy named David Epstein. And no, not the Epstein, the other one. This is a different guy. But he says this. He says, compare yourself to yourself yesterday not to younger people who aren't you. Everyone progresses at a different rate, so don't let anyone else make you feel behind. You probably don't even know where exactly you're going, so feeling behind doesn't help. Whew, that's good. You, you should rewind and just listen to that again. I actually have that at the top of my notes. I see it every single day, and I read that to myself because I need that reminder just as much as anybody else. Be careful how you compare. One thing I always tell myself, and I say it at the end of every single podcast, if you don't quit, you win. Listen, here's the truth about that. I know that there's more to success than to just keep going, okay? I know that you, you got to pivot and adjust and change and grow and get feedback and work and all that stuff. There's been entire sections of huge libraries written about how to do those things. But most of the time, I don't need help with those things, right? I, I know that stuff, okay? I'm, I'm working on that stuff. Most of the time, I need help sticking with it and not giving up because it's so easy to get discouraged and just quit, so I've had to find ways to stay internally motivated in my toughest seasons. Experiencing breakthrough in any area of life is not easy, but I promise you it is well worth it. So if you're in the middle of your journey as a web designer and need just a little bit of motivation, let me help. You got this, okay? Don't give up. Just keep going. Well, I hope this episode was encouraging to you. I know it was a little bit of encouragement to myself. <laughs> I'm like pumping myself up just talking about it. So hopefully you got the same out of it as I did. Hey, we're coming back next week. We're going to have another episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast so you don't miss it. Until next week, keep working hard. And I'm going to say it again. If you don't quit, you win. <laughs>